0: Welcome back to this week's episode of the Eco Right Speaks. Price Atkinson here and you've heard us talk about field trips before. We hosted one with Congressman John Curtis in Utah. We hosted one with Congressman Francis Rooney down in Florida. Uh, but last week we had a special opportunity to host a field trip at the South Carolina Botanical Gardens with a handful of conservative State House members and I wanted to share a little bit about the trip and, and bring it to life here on this week's podcast. Our good friend, Judge Gary Clary, a retiring conservative in the state house in Columbia, somebody you've heard here on this podcast, and a great friend of us at Republican, helped us organize the field trip with three of his colleagues, joining us at the Botanical Gardens on the campus of Clemson University. And the trip was co-sponsored by our friends at the Audubon Society, and we had South Carolina State House members Neil Collins, Wes Cox, and Jason Elliott on hand with us to see and hear just how climate it has impacted the region and specifically the botanical gardens itself and leading the field trip was Patrick McMillan an award-winning host at Clemson University of an ETV nature program, expeditions with Patrick McMillan. He has over 20 years, uh, or had over 20 years of experience at the Botanical Gardens as he is leaving, literally leaving this week to drive to Washington State to take a new position at a prestigious gardens there. Uh, But he gave us his experience in, in botany, Um, you know, in in nature, as a naturalist, biologist, educator, has got a range of experience uh, as a conservationist. And the purpose of this field trip was, was quite simple. For those on hand to see firsthand changes that are occurring in South Carolina's climate, illustrating the risks made manifest by recent weather events and projecting a future of costly ramifications if climate change continues unabated. And during the hour walking tour, Patrick started by explaining how many of the plants, trees, in particular horticulture, had changed due to its inability to grow in such warm conditions now. Uh, as the 10-degree temperature rise and average winter low has changed the grounds from when, when, when they once had hostas and azaleas that dominated the grounds to now where you'll see more agaves and even palmetto trees, Right, looks like almost sometimes in spots of the garden, right out of Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, But a self-described conservationist, Patrick explained, how unique this area of the country is, where the southern Blue Ridge Mountains we sit at the base of are are being one of the most resilient climate spots in the world. And the amount of people buying property and flocking to this region is huge. He also cited a recent study by the Rhodium Group that was analyzed by ProPublica in the New York Times uh, with every single county in the U.S., that was determined and studied to determine the risk of, quote, compounding calamities in regard to climate change. Number one on that list, Beaufort County in the low country of South Carolina home, to where Bob Inglis grew up in Bluffton, South Carolina. It was number one on the list of counties at the greatest risk of life-altering and life-threatening climate change. Change in the effects are happening across the state of South Carolina, which we saw at the Botanical Gardens, uh, and they're happening everywhere. But afterwards, Patrick shared what he most wanted everyone that was with us to take away from the morning. You know, one of the
1: biggest points is that we're all right smack dab in the middle of a changing climate with dealing with more volatility you know and it impacts every facet of our lives and livelihood but the thing that i really wanted to bring today was how people how we have always been a driving force in the generation of life around us and how the choices we make in this age when we we just have to adapt right (laughs) Right? it's 2020 (laughs) it's adaptation man Uh, and and that's been our traditional role. South Carolina has been a leader in so many areas that we don't get credit for, um, from you know be, having the first natural heritage program in the in the country, uh, protecting our green spaces on the state level. Um, it, I think it's high time we recognized we need to be a leader in this too. Yeah. And as parts of our parts of our state are some of those parts that are most at risk, and other parts are going to be the places that everybody wants to be. Right.
0: Our good friend and outgoing state house member Gary Clary said after the field trip, he hoped his colleagues would see the leadership opportunity within the state. I think that
2: the way Patrick has uh, has developed the gardens here in in his leadership and the way in which uh, we see our climate changing right in front of us uh, with the diverse plantings that we have and and everything that is going on here, that this should show us that this is truly a bipartisan issue. Uh, but more importantly, I invited, invited my Republican colleagues to be with me because uh, Republicans need to be taking the lead on climate change in, in this state and in this country. Uh, in this state in particular, mm-hmm. uh, we have the majority in both houses. and. Uh, quite frankly, if we don't do something about it, who is? And we're at the point, where, we're at the tipping point now to where we have to do something to uh, stop this climate change and to reestablish our environment as we have known it in our lifetimes.
0: So what was the biggest takeaway from the field trip from each of Gary's conservative state house colleagues? Here's Neil Collins and what he had to say.
3: Uh, Well, first and foremost, the uh, uh, Clemson Botanical Gardens are beautiful and um, the range of diversity that is grown here um, fascinating that we are able now to uh, grow some species that grow well in the desert and uh, the I'm a data guy, so uh, hearing about the temperature rise and uh, the volatility of precipitation uh, is interesting for me. Um, we're definitely losing a, a good resource, a professor here, but um, I, you know I think it's definitely a worthwhile. Adventure and uh, that we need to learn more and more about how it's affecting us. And I also I think the. The biggest thing uh, that i uh, taken away from it is that uh, humans definitely impact uh, climate and our environment and where we live, but we can do that in a positive way.
0: And State House member Wes Cox. I think the main takeaway was that
1: you know, the positive impact that humans can have on the environment when we try to work within, you know, natural boundaries and, and with science. We really just—not all human interaction with nature and the environment has to be negative. Yeah. We, we can we can have positive impacts when we when we look at the science and try to try to you know work with nature as if it's a person as well.
0: And state House member Jason Elliott. Uh,
4: what I learned and reconfirms to me is that climate change and the ramifications of it—it's a big deal to us in South Carolina. You know, when I learned that we have the extremes in a good way and a bad way, Beaufort County is the most susceptible, pretty much in the country, to climate change in the future. And we have one of the places in the northwestern part of the state, the Blue Ridge Escarpment, Southern Appalachian Mountains, that is the most resilient. So there's opportunity uh, on both ends of our state to, to make a difference. You know, people live in South Carolina and come to South Carolina, because of the economy and the and, and the natural resources which mm-hmm. go hand in hand, and uh, we've got to maintain that. And if we don't, we're going to lose what what we have. You know, the the we always talk about we're not four things, we, not in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Well, our backyard is the uh, mountains, and then our backyard also is the coast of South Carolina. Yeah. and we're at risk of losing both of those things, and our and our economic uh, vitality if, if we don't in the very near term, immediate term, uh, take steps to uh, mitigate climate change and the effects it's gonna have.
0: Finally, our executive director, Bob Inglis, shared his own parting thoughts and the opportunities for other conservative lawmakers everywhere around the country to simply go out and see the real, local, intangible impacts of climate change from respected people and leaders, just like Patrick McMillan.
5: Yeah, I think it's really impressive to the changes that are have taken place that are evident right here in Clemson, South Carolina, in this garden, make the case that it's real. And, um, and also I think that the way that Patrick explained it is that uh, we're not an invasive species, we humans. In fact, we can actually help build diversity in the environment. Um, so um, we have a role to play, stewards of the garden surely. And uh, also, um, we can help make the garden flourish. Yeah, I hope what these state house members heard today is that from somebody who describes himself as a conservative and a conservationist, um, is that uh, people aren't the problem. People can be part of the solution here. And I hope that they can take that back to their conservative constituents and say, you know what? There's a story for conservatives to tell here about climate change. It doesn't have to be that, you know, the caricature of the environmental group that says the optimal human population is zero. That's not what Patrick McMillan was saying here today at Clemson's Botanical Garden. He was saying, no, humans have an important role to play in the ecosystem. We just need to play it. And we need to be uh, smart about how we do things, so that we end up with rich diversity in the uh, in the ecosystems and uh, preserve the beauty of it and the um, the many species that uh, make us a special place. And so, what we saw here in South Carolina is true across the country. And if more conservatives, uh, state house and senate members get out and hear from people like Patrick McMillan. In places like this, their backyards, they'll find out that, oh yeah, it's really it's it's real. and you there's no there's no winning an argument with the thermometer. Mm-hmm. you know um, there's no winning an argument with the the data. So I hope what happened today is that they're more equipped now to go dispel that ideology that wants to dismiss climate science because they can say, you know what, go over there to the Botanical Garden at Clemson and you will see it.